You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. ഡോക്ടർ after many moons he's uh, joined us and uh, doctor and the listeners let me welcome you both with a hearty assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh jazakallah for having me brother now uh, you most welcome uh, doctor and you know uh, looking at uh, some of the uh, you know topics that we'll be discussing uh, this evening and you know uh, i thought uh, generally we will talk about five uncommon dental diseases and uh, you know we will go through them as uh, we we will have our thing but uh, maybe a little louder doctor on your end uh, the engineer says uh, doc must come closer to his mic and talk okay he will do that and uh, maybe the topics uh, yeah that we'll be discussing uh, this evening we'll talk about a thrush uh, hypodontia burning mouth syndrome and a temporomandibular uh, yeah i hope i got the joint pain and so forth but uh, doctor inshallah let's uh, start off with the thrush you know uh, these are very uncommon dental diseases but uh, you know for the listeners who don't know what thrush is uh, tell us about it doc the thrush is a uh, common uh, fungal infection of the oral cavity uh, i say common but actually it's not that common and it's it's mainly common in those with a low immunity so those who develop thrush are usually those who have very low immunity and they, they develop a fungal infection out oh. yes uh, doc as you said that uh, uh, you know uh, it's a fungal infection and uh, you know uh, fungal infection the you know uh, how uh, you know how does it affect uh, people you know when they have fungal infections and so forth uh, it's quite irritating uh it's yes it is quite irritating and uh, but most mostly there's some other debilitating you know background condition for them to have developed uh, thrush in the mouth and they develop a white uh, white kind of uh, uh lesions and i won't say lesions but uh, a white kind of coating on the tongue and on the palate Uh, this coating can be easily rubbed up but so it's pretty uncomfortable not severely painful but uh, very uncomfortable yeah and you know in order to uh, uh, prevent things like a thrush and so forth uh, what do we have to do you know uh, does it come because uh, you have neglected uh, uh, you know your oral hygiene what brings about thrush uh, doctor there needs to be some underlying medical condition that's that's dropped your immunity such a low and that you've picked up a fungal infection in the mouth so it's not most people won't commonly get it and when they people who do get it uh, as i said it seems to be some underlying condition like hiv uh immunosuppressants etc uh, absolutely and as uh, we move on from thrush to hyper hyperdontia hyperdontia what is hyperdontia doc hyperdontia uh, i suspect is hyper meaning more and dontia is teeth so more than the normal amount of teeth 
So um, we get a uh, lot of people have supernumerary teeth, so uh, they have extra uh, ex- extra teeth sitting in their mouth, and sometimes this causes crowding, and you know because the mouth space is meant for a certain amount of teeth, and having these extra teeth to uh, come in the way sometimes. Well, we're getting all the answers uh, this evening, people. We've gone to crush. Apodontia, and now, people, very important thing here, Doc, you know, the burning mouth syndrome, if, yeah, if they didn't put Vicks in the mouth or the balm, then, you know, yeah, that's okay. But you get this burning mouth syndrome, how, uh, you know, how does it affect people? And, uh, you know, it must be very irritating, Doctor. Yes, you know, the burning mouth syndrome is uh, irritating, uh Patients suffer with discomfort eating food. Uh, it's a no-no to spicy food, uh, etc. Uh, but these fall under, uh, you know, conditions which are, are autoimmune. Uh, so there's no particular cause for it. It's like you know, getting eczema or some kind of this thing on the mucosal surfaces, and this occurs on the mouth and on the tongue, especially. Well, we're going through uh, them uh, beautifully, people. I hope you're making note of uh, what Doc is telling you. And uh, what about Tempero, Mandy, Bula, uh, 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 joint pain? Hey, I can, when I'm saying that, my, my jaws are paining. But anyway, uh, explain that to our doctor. So the, the temporal mandibular joint dysfunction syndrome is, you know, particularly characterized by pain in the joint, uh, in the tissue surrounding the joint, extending to the ear and to the masseter muscle, which lies on the side of the cheek. And, and there are several different causes for it, uh, the most common being uh, parafunction or bruxism. So bruxism is where somebody is subconsciously uh, grinding their teeth at night, and this is causing pressure on the joint and in the muscle. Now, from all the conditions that you mentioned previously, uh, this temporal mandibular joint is the most common uh, type. Dentists have been noting that, you know, especially during the time of lockdown and post-lockdown, uh, we've seen increased number of patients with this type of condition. And generally in daily practice, you know, uh, I would see maybe three or four patients a week with uh, with this condition. So it's becoming quite a common condition, uh, and it's closely related to stress, and there are other factors as well. Yes, sir, Doctor, as we move on, and uh, then uh, we look at uh, another uncommon disease, a dental disease, germinated teeth, Doctor. Germinated teeth? I have no idea. <laughs> That's what I know. I, have to, I think I'll have to ask Dr. Google for a second opinion on that one. <laughs> I tell you, germinated teeth, people. I thought a lot of germs on it, and it got germs moving through, germinated, and then it germinated means it can germinate, you know, it can uh, grow and so <laughs> forth. So uh, maybe I'll make it easier for you, Doc. How would I do as an extra? Sometimes we get conditions called ectopic teeth. Now, this is where teeth grow in tissues outside the mouth. So we get ectopic, uh, it, it grows on other parts of the body. Uh, a very rare and uncommon condition, 
I haven't even, I haven't personally even seen it. Uh, I've seen the it in textbooks, but nothing more than that. Alhamdulillah, we uh, rather be uh, cautious also. And uh, yeah, I know you also lecture at the universities and other places. You go around the world with symposiums, so you're up to speed. And also moving on uh, from uh, our five uh, uncommon dental diseases, uh, we're giving a lesson this evening, doctor. We go to nine common dental problems fixed by you, the dentist. Yeah, you, the, you the dentist. And uh, a tooth uh, root inf infection is a very common thing. And how often do people present with this condition? Uh, it's one of, you know, it's, it's, it's in daily dental practice. Uh, infection, root infections are quite common. We, you know, we see them every day. Uh, and it is one of the, one of the most common reasons uh, people seek uh, dental treatment. Uh, you know, we all tend to ignore uh, the dental problems until they reach a point where we can't go on any further and one of the reasons is uh, dental infection because dental infection pain can be quite severe you know people uh, stay up all night and you can see when they come in at emergency they are in a, in a lot of stuff yeah and then we move on to gingivitis I say hey I got gingivitis uh, explain to us what's the gingivitis uh, doc so gingivitis is the uh, tissue that surrounds the teeth, the gums, and the surrounding tissue. Uh, gingivitis is an inflammation of this tissue. Uh, it is most commonly presented with bleeding gums, uh, etc. And then we come to that thing, the dreaded thing, doctor. Hey, halitosis. Halitosis, doc. So embarrassing. Yes, halitosis or bad breath, you know, is uh, bad breath, which comes from various different causes. Uh, the one we're more concerned about in terms of halitosis is bad breath emanating from infection or uh, inflammation uh, of tissues in the mouth. Uh, and this can be easily rectified with, uh, with visiting a dentist and sorting it out. Can you look at your dentine uh, hypersensitivity, dentine uh, hypersensitivity? Remember you had the chewing gum or a bubble gum, they call it dentine. I don't know how yes. often you had it. Hey, it was quite popular when I was a lighty doc. Yes, I think it was quite popular when I was a lighty also. <laughs> <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Uh, dentine hypersensitivity is uh, the exposure of dentine uh, to the outer uh, surfaces so that when water or cold air touches these exposed surfaces, uh, we get a cold sensation uh, or a sharp pain, uh, which we call dentine hypersensitivity. Now, this is a result of uh, sometimes and mostly uh, toothbrushing. And toothbrushing, incorrect toothbrushing technique will lead to uh, wearing away of the gums around our teeth and uh, hypersensitivity. Yes, uh, Doctor, also we talk about uh, amaloc occlusion. What's amaloc occlusion, Doc? Malocclusion, so uh, normal occlusion with when we bite together, our teeth occlude properly. Uh, the top and bottom teeth occlude properly. Malocclusion is when there is incorrect uh, biting of the top and bottom. 
could be termed as null occlusion, but a normal occlusion. Then you get uh, this uh, problem, with, uh, which they call lost natural tooth. What's that about lost natural tooth, uh, Doc? Say that again, uh, uh Lost uh, natural tooth. I don't know how they lost the natural tooth, but they say these are some of the uh, uh, nine common dental problems. So do you, did you uh, have you come across that? Well, lost natural tooth is when you lose your natural tooth. Uh, this can be for various reasons, trauma, uh, extraction by the dentist, uh, etc. cetera. Uh, saying that, you know, there was a, uh, a, a study done, which I read a while ago, that, uh, you know, when they took a study of people that were, where there was a dentist in the area and there was no dentist, uh, people where there was no dentist had more teeth. So, <laughs> okay. Uh, so I don't know how good the dentist is at keeping natural teeth, but... <laughs> it's interesting, eh? Yeah, we're having lots of uh, laughter and smiles too this evening. And uh, this is a serious one, Doctor. Cancer of the oral cavity. You know, oral cancer is uh, one of the most serious problems perhaps uh, you have seen. Yes, you know, it's, uh, it's quite a serious problem. Uh, and its treatment is quite severe. Uh, so one of the most common presenting uh, presentations of oral cancer is a non-healing ulcer. That if you get a non-healing ulcer, so if you, you know we all commonly get mouth ulcers, but if the mouth ulcer has been there for more than two weeks uh, and it's not healing, uh, do not ignore it. You know, get uh, your dentist to check on it uh, as soon as possible. Uh, but the mouth cancers are, are quite severe, and they, as I said, the treatment involves uh, surgery, chemotherapy, radiotherapy. Uh, and uh, inshallah, we Allah Ta'ala protect us from it. Yeah, it's a quite a strenuous task to uh, for a, a person that uh, succumbs to mouth cancer. Uh, you know, uh, very uh, difficult to eat and so forth. Uh, well, you know, what do they present with some of the conditions uh, that they go through, doctor? And uh, perhaps you can describe that for our listeners uh, this evening. So, the, the, well, as I said, one of the common presentations is the non-healing ulcer. Uh, also, we get uh, uh, leukoplakia. Uh, leukoplakia is a white lesion in the mouth, which cannot be rubbed off or, or wiped off. So you can get white lesions like thrush in the mouth, which can be rubbed off, uh, because these are surface lesions, but a white lesion which cannot be rubbed off uh, we call it leukoplakia. Uh, leukoplakia is a change in the tissue towards towards cancerous tissue. The problem is that you know from the mouth it easily spreads into the lymph glands and uh, into other parts of the body. So if left too long and allowed to spread, uh, it can be quite detrimental and the uh, prognosis is not very good for a lot of patients. Now, Doctor, this is a question like, you know, perhaps, uh, you know, senior guys, you and I will think of cavities of uh, yesteryear. You know, patients of yesteryear, they were not, uh, you know, exposed to so much of junk food like us and the sugary food. And, you know, they ate in moderation and uh, perhaps they had stronger teeth than us. And the tooth was even stronger. And uh, today, you know, the cavities that you see, uh, these are fast foods and there's uh, soft drinks, you know, 
are they more um, uh, severe now than yesteryear, doctor? How would you answer that? Uh, yes, it is. Uh, diet plays a significant role, and uh, but at the same time, you know, we've become more aware of oral health. Uh, if we look at, you know, uh, generationally, uh, our parents may have, by the time they were 60, uh, they were wearing dentures. Uh, today, at the age of 60, I would say, you know, in our generation, uh, most people still have their teeth, you know, very few are wearing dentures. Uh, because they've been more aware of oral health and, and, and looking after their teeth. And the next generation, the kids that are coming up, uh, they are an even better improvement on that. So there's definitely a, a generational improvement in our oral health condition uh, and that. Now, Doc, you know, they say there's a, definitely a link between oral and general health. And uh, if your oral health is not good, then generally your, uh, your, your, your whole health goes off. Uh, how true is that? That's, you know, so true, and it's becoming more and more apparent as with, with current research and ongoing research on the effects of uh, bacteria in the mouth, which has the effect on, uh, on our brain, on our cardiovascular system, uh, on cancers, and, and, and a whole other host of uh, problems. You know, when we look at uh, when when someone has a uh, lands up with a medical condition, say like Alzheimer's or something later on in life, uh, we we look at a specific cause, but the cause has been there uh, for many many years. You know, there's a variety of factors that have come into play, which has landed up the patient with such a uh, with the end stage of such a disease, uh, and the role of oral health in these diseases is is quite significant. Absolutely, doctor, you know. And then, uh, you know, I can hear that one cha-cha telling me, hey, Shafat, please ask Dr. Shabir Hassan to describe a rotten tooth. I want you to describe a rotten tooth because you see it so often, but how would you describe it? You know, generally, how does a rotten tooth look like, doctor? Live on air. <laughs> the rotten tooth is, is quite, uh, it, it, the, the hard tooth substance, the enamel in the dentine has all softened up, and it has become soft and mushy, uh, and in a in a quite a bad state. So what we dentists do is we remove all this the soft tissue uh, as as much as we can in, uh, in order to restore the tooth. Yeah, I was just thinking maybe uh, yeah you know uh, uh, Lucolo telling doctor perhaps maybe without the mouthpiece, uh, we can hear him, uh, uh, you know, with the sound, but you're sounding good uh, to me, and uh, I hope uh, the listeners are having a good, uh, uh, you know, audio uh, sound from our doctor, too, and I uh, hope it's all going well, Alokolo, we're happy with that, uh, and I can hear doctor very clearly on my end. Doctor, you know what, I'm going to have a try at it, rotten, rotten tooth, people, brown, black, or white spots on the tooth, and then, doc. I have, to, I have to add this. Bad breath, unpleasant taste in the mouth, swelling of the gum. That is one of the most, you know, un, you know, unappetizing uh, and the worst feeling ever. You know, you know the, 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 the toothache 
is one of the worst aches you can ever get. And, you know, at that time, I will phone you at midnight. Doctor, please give me relief. I want you, doctor. You know, what do you do? Do you switch off? Uh, you have a cutoff time. You won't see anyone at midnight and uh, give them a temporary relief, doc? Uh, no, I, 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 unfortunately, I haven't had anybody call me at midnight, <laughs> uh, needing to see me urgently. So, alhamdulillah, I've been lucky that maybe uh, they don't have my phone number. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, but usually people wait till the morning because they understand that uh, they can't do much about it. Um, and or they'll go off to the hospital or some emergency uh, emergency room where they can get some pain relief. You're listening to Marcus Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Yes, uh, the program is our medical files and in consultation with our Dr. Shabir Hassan uh, this evening, having a fantastic conversation and I hope and I pray that you all are enjoying it as much as I'm enjoying it uh, with uh, Lucolo and uh, yeah, the whole team here all well focused on our Dr. Shabir Hassan. Doctor, how are you feeling this evening? Alhamdulillah, I'm good, uh, Brother Shafat. Yeah, you're sounding better now. I think that the uh, other thing was uh, doing a bit of a jump here, there, and everywhere. But mashallah, sounding much better now. And uh, doctor, you know, what is enamel hypocalcification? You know, that the people of, hey, I got this hypocalcification. What is all, What is is that all about? Uh, I never heard anybody say, I got this hypocalcification. Normally, I have to tell them, you got the hypocalcification. But uh, enamel hypocalcification is usually a developmental disorder in the enamel, uh, where there's a uh, where there's not enough is not calcified enough. Hypo meaning less uh, calcification, so there's a decrease in the calcium or the calcification of the of the enamel. Now this usually occurs due to some disturbance at the time of development of the enamel. This disturbance can be sometimes a you know a high fever or some kind of childhood illness. Sometimes it can be some kind of uh, toxins. Um, uh, sometimes it can be an excessive amount of fluoride. Uh, which uh, which results in something called fluorosis. Uh, I don't know if Brother Shepard, you've travelled to uh, uh, the Middle Eastern countries and you've seen people with brown-looking teeth. Uh, now, this brown staining of the enamel is caused by an excessive calcium from the drinking water, and this causes a defect in the enamel, a hypocalcification, and a Round deposit on 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 the surfaces of the teeth on the of the enamel. Exactly for that, and also cold sores or oral herpes. Uh, talk to us about that. You know that uh, it can be quite painful, uh, doc. Yes, it's quite painful. It's herpes uh, labialis. Uh, it is a viral infection, uh, and. You know, patients present with a cold sore, but uh, these resolve after a few days. Well, the doctor is cool, people. He's cool. He said, don't worry. That will be resolved after a few days. You just have to suffer a little, but it will come right. Now, doctor, the dentist may also use uh, special proteins, I've heard, or growth factors that help the body to regrow bone naturally. I wasn't aware of this. And uh, talk to us about this, uh, you know. How you can uh, do this? I, yeah, with special proteins you give out to the bones, I think the jaw bones and this bone can uh, 
regenerator, doctor? So, yes, there's procedures called guided bone uh, regeneration. So, typically, you know, a lot of patients uh, need uh, implant therapy, uh, have, do not have enough bone. Uh, then these patients undergo uh, bone, uh, bone grafting and bone regeneration procedures. But there is no... There's no uh, medication you can take which will automatically grow the bone. These bone procedures are, are all surgical procedures and they are quite intense surgical procedures and uh, uh, sometimes quite painful procedures as well. Yeah, I'm thinking aloud here. What about, uh, you know, the people I knew when I was uh, growing up and you hear the elders say, hey, I'm taking my calcium yeah, for my bones and some say I'm drinking more milk. Increasing your calcium intake, will that uh, strengthen your bones? Yes, that strengthens your bones. Uh, calcium. If you have a calcium deficiency, then yes, calcium uh, will help to... Uh, would obviously help in, in the position in the bones. But remember, bone has, uh, uh, after a certain age, the bone is fully formed. So you can't uh, form new bone. Uh, and as you get older in life, you know, when you start losing calcium from the bone, then yes, having optimal calcium levels in your body is important. Uh, if you have more than the optimal level, it's not going to improve uh you know, the bone loss that you are experiencing. Because the bone loss may be due to some underlying other medical condition, um, like um, uh, osteo, uh, some disease that is causing it. A doctor, I want you to, uh, you know, the smokers, yeah, they must avoid smoking. Please, man, Ramadan's coming. Do away with smoking. But smokers, you know, that discoloration of the teeth, and also uh, smokers, how susceptible are they to bone loss? They're very susceptible to bone loss. The smoking has a uh, has a huge impact because uh, one of the, you know you know smoking has many many bad bad effects. But just to point out one of the effects is the closure of small blood vessels, and these small blood vessels uh, supply the uh, a lot of tissue so they would then uh, once they lose blood supply in the bone the bone will start to recede and uh, and, and, uh, and they lose bone volume quite easily because that and also they uh, you lose the bone volume quite easily and uh, you know doctor uh, how do the uh, perhaps you can give a tip here how can a smoker wean himself of smoking what do you tell him to you know maybe to scare him off and doing him a favor, you know, for better health. What do you tell a smoker that comes in with conditions, you know, hey, I'm losing my two teeth and I'm losing this and I'm feeling this and that. What do you tell him, doctor, how to weed him off smoking? So the thing is that, you know, we, uh, we first need to understand that smoking is an addiction. Uh, the the addiction to nicotine is not something which can be, uh, you know, uh, a person be scared away from. So, yes, you might get the odd person that gets so scared that they that they give up the smoking, but it's a, you know, you know the, the body is addicted to the nicotine. So they, even though they may not uh, actually realize it, that, uh, and they make all the excuses why 
they need to smoke. Uh, but it's but there is a, a underlying addiction to it. So they need to wean themselves off this the nicotine uh, and use specific techniques, uh, you know, patches, uh, motivation, etc. Uh, looking at the questions coming through here, yeah. Ahmed says, Assalamu alaikum, my brother Shafat. I floss and I brush and I do everything what they tell me to do, but I have this recurring bad breath. I don't know why. Can doctor uh, give me an idea why I keep on having bad breath? Doctor? So the bad breath may not be coming from his mouth. It may be coming from his throat, coming from his from a mouth, it may not be coming from particularly disease in the mouth. So not always is the bad breath coming from disease in the mouth. Uh, the, the, you know, I've noticed that the bad breath which uh, comes from diseases in the mouth, those people seem to be blissfully unaware of it. <laughs> Whereas the bad breath which comes from the dry mouth, uh, those people are very keenly aware of that because it comes with a uh, the dry mouth bad breath comes with a with also a bad taste and a horrible taste in the mouth so the people are quite aware of it the about um, bad breath we uh, you know find quite commonly that you'll you'll see uh, moms coming in and telling uh, the kid, uh, you know oh my my kids got bad breath now this because the kids, you know, most they had a blocked nose, uh, running around the whole day, it's got to drive out, and comes close up to mom, and mom smells that uh, that dry mouth. Bad breath. So that's uh, you know a bad breath from dry mouth, and not actually diseases in in, in the mouth. Uh, there's a whole list of uh, different conditions giving off uh, a foul odor in the mouth. And, uh, he, you know, if, if he can, if the patient can uh, specify what the smell is, uh, then he can Google that and he will find what uh, uh, he can to find the source of his bad breath. Now, Doc, I thought you'd say, hey, check up your recipe, the type of food you've been preparing, maybe putting too much of garlic or maybe uh, some spices that is not agreeing with you and so forth. Uh, you know, even the preparation of the type of food you eat quite often, uh, can that exacerbate a bad breath at all? Uh, yes, you know, the, the, the bad breath from onions garlic uh, are, are specific to themselves, but they wouldn't exacerbate an existing bad breath. They might cover up some of the existing bad breath. <laughs> Uh, is you know a, a smoker bad breath will smell like smoker. It, it's not the not the combination that occurs. Okay, doc knows his stuff, eh? Yeah, the combo of garlic and uh, what's the other thing you put there eh? can be quite. I mean, uh, having a lot of meat, uh, doctor, even that uh, you know it uh, brings about bad breath because but that goes that starts right from. Uh, even there, because the I think the meat gets stuck uh, between the uh, the the teeth, uh, doc. Uh, yes, you know when you're a certain age, uh, you, you would find that every time you'd eat meat, it would be uh, get stuck between your teeth, and you would need to floss uh, in order to keep a clean mouth. And you know, I always tell people you know, after every meal, do the right thing, brush your yeah, brush your teeth. Or oh, gargle it and then light brush, doctor. What do you think of that? Yes, uh, should try and brush and floss. 
uh, after after meal and also uh, we can do wudu and, and as much as possible uh, as we can in the day. Yeah, uh, Doc, uh, I think uh, are you rummaging through some old books there? I can hear you doing some rummaging there. Picking up on the, on the, uh, I don't know if that's coming from me or from. <laughs> oh, okay. I think my engineer is rummaging something. Hey, mute yourself, uh, Lucolo. We can hear you rummaging through your pages there too. Well, uh, uh, Faisal was a message. Yeah? Faisal says, "Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. I love chocolates, but whenever I have them, my gums are always sore. Why is this so?" Hey, sad for Faisal there. I mean, even I like my chocolates, doc, but I've got it under mm-hmm. control. Nothing gets sore. <laughs> <laughs> so, Vaisal uh, uh, most probably has got some teen hypersensitivity, as we mentioned earlier, and the sweet on the uh, on the teen surfaces close to his gum is making things so. So maybe Vaisal should try a little bit of uh, desensitizing toothpaste. Uh, there's a few different brands on the market. I tell you today, Doc, I went to the supermarket and, uh, you know, I was buying this and a few things of that for the garden. And uh, then uh, I saw the same, you know, that's a toothpaste you're talking about. They said three for 90 rand. And I'm looking at it and I said, hey, tonight I'm doing the dentist show. Let me take three. I took I took the old three and I just chopped it aside. And I don't know when I'm going to use it, but I'm, uh, I know that uh, I bought it the night when uh, you came on a so alhamdulillah, you know which one we're talking about. And how come they say that type of toothpaste is a dentist's favorite toothpaste? Any truth in that, doctor? Uh, y- yes, there's some truth in that. They, you know, they, they've got a very strong uh, marketing uh, 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 system that uh, they they sent dentists uh, a large supply of samples of these. So whenever you go to the dentist, he'll give you a, a sample of the of the of the paste. So that's why it's the dentist's favorite. You know, we we can give it for free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're an honest guy. You know, I know all the dentists. Hey, I got something. I got a gift for the kid. Yeah, they have us have this one. Yeah, this toothpaste. And the father gets so happy, mother gets happy, and you will definitely get a repeat business for that. And then you find some of those GPs. Uh, you know, I think this was an old tradition. Whenever a kid went there, they gave them a lollipop or a sweet. And, you know, and the kids said, I want to go to, I want to go to uh, the dentist, Dr. Shabir Hassan. So why yeah. do you want to go to him? No, he gave me that thing. I want it now. He said, so, Doc, uh, definitely, uh, you, you need to do all, all these little things. And I think uh, sometimes, in this uh, new millennium, uh, we are losing the touch of uh, being, uh, you know, charming. Yes, you know, especially with the kids, you have to create a, a positive experience of visiting the dentist. Uh, you know, in, in in everyday practice, what is one of my uh, one of the things that I dislike the most is is, is crying kids. Now, the crying kids comes because they're in pain and now they need an emergency treatment. And they haven't seen the dentist in the past five years, uh, so this adds stress to the to the kid, adds stress to the parents, and adds stress to the dentist unnecessarily. Uh, parents should bring the kids, you know, long before the checkups and and create positive dental experiences uh, for them, you know, before they need anything uh, painful done. 
Look at this uh, question. Asit says, Assalamu alaikum. I'm enjoying the program. Uh, doctor, I'm 55 years old and succumbing to loose teeth. Is this a, a normal in my age group? Loose teeth at uh, 55, uh, Doc? I think it's a little bit early. And uh, a loose teeth most likely is uh, gum disease and the end stage of gum disease. Okay, tell me what age is uh, loose teeth? It's okay. You can say, all right. I'm old age now. It's all right. I can have loose teeth. Give us the age talk. Okay, so the loose teeth is not a uh, is not a thing of old age. You know, it's not because you get older, your teeth get loose. Your teeth get loose because you you had underlying gum disease for the last 20 years. Okay, so it all adds up. Eh? So if you didn't check it up from then, then if you didn't go regularly to your dentist. And then you this thing all exacerbates and it becomes too 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 sweet and uh, all that uh, all builds up. But if you're regular and uh, then you know we use a term uh, a good term here, so you your 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 teeth will be in ship shape, uh, doctor. Yes, you see when when you go regularly to the dentist and he does a cleaning for you. The cleaning is not to clean out your your pan stains. The cleaning is to clean is make your gums healthy, to clean out what is stuck underneath the gum line, uh, the hard calculus deposit, uh, so that you don't, at the age of 55, don't end up with loose teeth. Um, so, and also he's checking you for cavities and preventing you getting chins and eating root canals, etc. So, the important factor here is uh, regular six monthly dental visits are so essential uh, and so important. If a doctor, you know, when we look at the children, uh, you know, in the uh, maybe three, four years old, are there certain uh, tooth that they have to extract that won't come out on their own or something like that? Do you have problems like that, you know, with a milk, a milk teeth, doctor? On occasion, you find some teeth. Uh, the, the permanent tooth has come out and the milk tooth is still hanging around. Uh, that's an odd occasion, yes, we need uh, to expect those kids for the kids. Yeah, alhamdulillah. So that happens uh, very rarely. And, you know, you get this uh, double tooth. Talk to us about double tooth. What is double tooth, though? Uh, a double tooth may be commonly referred to something that's an extra tooth. So, as we talked about hyperdontia and supernumerary teeth, uh, an extra tooth which can be you know, seen as a double tooth. And uh, this question here says, Assalamu alaikum, uh, doctor. I was told to go to India to get implants done. They, is, they do it very cheaply. Wow. Someone looking for a bargain, they want to go to India and get that thing done. But the airfares and all that, will it still be cheaper than <laughs> local doctors? Uh, yes, it will be more cost-effective if they went to uh, if they if they do the implants in India uh, rather than uh, locally. But you know the complications will be more expensive. Okay, and uh, yeah, a lot of people will go to uh, India and get all these things done. And uh, when you look at uh, the um, medical field and look at the dental field, uh, what has been the latest advancement in your field, uh, doctor? Uh, so, you know, implant dentistry, as, as 
Clinton uh, ha- has pointed out, you know, going to India and that is 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 a growing field uh, because people don't want to wear dentures anymore. Uh, they want a replacement of the uh, of the teeth. So, dentistry is constantly improving. Uh, we're doing guided surgery in implant in, in implantology, which is now the new norm. Uh, digital dentistry is growing. Uh, visible braces. Uh, Technologies coming uh, coming in, uh, a lot of new stuff constantly evolving and, and going forward. And I'm glad you said that a lot of new stuff coming. And uh, you know, I think on the last program uh, you and I discussed uh, that uh, it's uh, the US uh, that's a leader in uh, uh, you know when it comes to dentistry and uh, oral hygiene and so forth. And if you notice uh, that uh, most of the research, you know, on medical research, uh, you know, uh, talking more broadly. Uh, it's amazing that it's all mostly the, uh, you know, uh, the Jews or the Israeli, uh, you know, conglomerates that are at the forefront of uh, medicine, you know, looking at all the, uh, you know, the scaffold that you use and the different type of the, uh, the technology, the machines, are mostly, uh, you know, these uh, Zionist doctors. Uh, your comments, uh, Dr. Shabi? Uh, you know, the, the, the research field is, is, is quite vast and, and but there's a lot of research coming out of China. There's a lot of research in uh, in the European countries and as well as America. What, what Americans and the, and the Zionists have, they know how to convert research into into a business. So they're able to pick out the top researchers and they're able to use them. Uh, and uh, and uh, and and make and you know make it available and make money out of it. So they on the business side they they have that that side tapped. Uh, uh, but the research comes from you know, from all over the world. So here equally, I mean, quite interesting to note that you know then you find uh, certain machines. I mean, uh, we knew that our government had this uh, that machine that they used for license. They couldn't repair it. So where they sent it? They sent it back to Germany. Uh, the whole right. machine. They shipped it there for it to get repaired, uh, repaired there and come back. I mean, I hope you don't have machines like that where you say, hey, there's my machine. It's uh, not functioning. Uh, do you have to ship it back or do you find the technicians uh, that have uh, knowledge uh, here locally, doctor? Yes, you know, we, we, when we buy a machinery, we buy machinery from local agent who has had some training in, in repairing the machine and, and, and sorting out the problems. It's, you know, that's a basic, simple thing of, of buying any expensive uh, piece of machinery. So I don't know how the government bought that piece of machinery without a local agent who knew how to fix and repair it. Hey, I'm laughing at this question here. Yeah, it is uh, from uh, Rove. Rove says, Assalamu alaikum. Uh, chef, ask the dentist. If there is a load shedding when he is uh, doing a cavity, what happens then? Hey, doc, all of a sudden, load shedding. They didn't even warn you, and you're busy on the job. What happens then, doc? So they, they normally warn us beforehand that is what, what the load shedding times, and we work. Uh, you know, we give enough time before the load shedding occurs, so that we don't uh, run into any problems. Uh, if there's a sudden loss of electricity, uh, you know, I think once it did happen, 
we but luckily we were not we could just close up and uh, get the patients back in at a later time yeah i think now you have to invest in some inverters and uh, solar panels but the inverter is quite an important thing after uh, especially in your prof- uh, profession i mean you don't want to you gave someone an appointment you'd like to carry out uh, carry it out doctor yeah you know some a lot of the x-ray equipment and that uh, equipment is very is very sensitive to fluctuations in electric um so you know the system that we invest in is is it's going to be pretty expensive uh and and difficult to maintain so it's a, it's quite a difficult uh, choice for us to go down that route and investing in such uh, so much in in the, uh, uh in, in that type of equipment Yeah you make a lot of sense uh, doctor and as you said you know there's a got this power surge coming through and uh, damaging the uh, the equipment and in, in your case as you said uh, your equipment is uh, very expensive in the region I mean you you buying it at a rand dollar exchange also uh, I believe yes yes you know and uh, uh, the equipment is is you know, try and things cheaply go to india and get implants or go to india and get our equipment <laughs> we get the okay. right thing with the uh, with the right local agent so we don't end up in problems having to send the machine to germany uh, <laughs> very interesting indeed yeah india makes it an uh, cheapest uh, you say indians are cheaper than uh, the chinese uh no i think the chinese are still uh quite cheap <laughs> okay yes yeah, still you know which is a chinese and chinese toys and china but you go to the china mall and you go to a chinese store and you look at the price uh, they've learned how to uh, definitely keep up uh, with the market price i mean you're not getting chinese price anymore doc they they would the price and they would the you know they they they, they learned it i mean they are busy capturing the world and as you said uh, you know they are they um, and are very competitive indeed uh, your thoughts uh yeah you know the thing is that you know, uh, i'll give you an example uh there was a dental uh handpiece unit that i needed to to purchase and there was a chinese one available for uh, 1000 rands <laughs> and a, uh, a japanese you know the top end japanese one uh was about 1500 bits now if uh, and they look the same and uh you know they they performed the same initially but when you look at the chinese one which is being sold locally for 1000 rand our retailers are picking it up in china for 100 rand sure and so And, uh, yes, they're selling it 500 and cheaper than the, uh, the, the Japanese make. But the Japanese make that retailer is picking it up for 12 or 1300 rand, and you know, he's only he's only adding 200 rand to it. So there's a vast difference in quality. Uh, it's not just a 500 rand difference. So I, I, whatever you purchase, you've got to be very wise on on where, where, what you're buying and. Uh, what what thing exactly yeah making a lot of sense and uh, getting a lot of uh, inside information from our doctor 
Uh, yes, uh, our dentist, uh, Dr. Shabir Hassan. And uh, Dr. Look at Asad, he says, uh, Brother Shafat, I'd like to know from uh, our doctor, uh, my uh, son has just finished his uh, metric and has done very well indeed. And uh, dentistry, is it a viable option? Doctor, how would you answer Brother Azad? Give him some hope. Tell him, hey, yeah, you know what? Dentistry is a top game. Look at me where I'm. I'm at the atrium. Top <laughs> game, doc. <laughs> no, alhamdulillah, dentistry is a very rewarding career. Uh, not only monetarily, but also, you know, it, it challenges you and it keeps you going for many years. It's not a job you can get bored of. Wow, but, but as with any profession, it's uh, what you make out of it. You have to have passion and drive to keep on going forward and improving yourself and, and, and getting better at what you do. Alhamdulillah, absolutely uh, brilliant there. And as you said, you know, you can't get bored. And, you know, so it's because each patient is different, doctor. You know, each one that comes to you, remember this, Allah created every human being as his masterpiece. So you're working on Allah's creation. You're working on Allah's masterpiece. And each one, you look at them, they are different. Each human being is different, is unique. And even when you look at the dentures, they're all unique, doctor. No two people are alike. Talk to us about that. Yes. So there was a there was a uh, a young lady who started working in a uh, in the old age home. So on the first day of work, she she collected all the she wanted to clean all the all the the patient's uh, dentures. So she collected all the dentures and put them in the bucket. <laughs> but yes, they, you know we're all unique. <laughs> Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we have to, and each, we, you know, filling each filling is different. Uh, so, and, you know, and also people's temperaments are different. You deal with different types of people and you learn to deal with their different temperaments uh, as well. Tell you, Doc, that was a nice one. That was a nice one. Like, imagine all those dentures and this and that is happening. Hey. I wanted to talk to you about hearing aids and all that. I mean, I wonder if there's any correlation with toothache and the earache and all, but that's another story altogether. You were absolutely brilliant uh, this evening. Cool, calm, collected. Your parting words, uh, Doctor? Jazakallah uh, for having me, Brother Shafa. And, uh, you know, the best form of dental treatment is good hygiene, as I always say. And the best form of hygiene is what is was practiced by Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Alhamdulillah. What a beautiful way of ending. Doctor, you have a blessed evening ahead. We'll talk to you soon. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Well, I can tell you, Lukalo, yeah, you did your best here. Yeah? Yeah, we had a our doctor on the other end, but alhamdulillah, jazakallah khaira, Lukalo, you did a good uh, first half. We still have to go to the second half where we get into pertinence uh, punctuated and uh, inshallah we'll have Sheikh Shoei Maida and also Walana Salim Karim having beautiful topics coming through and uh, it's time for us to go for the Isha Azhar.